Hey everyone, and a massive welcome to the Dedicate Podcast. Here we speak to inspiring people about the highs and lows in their lives. We delve into our guest rock bottoms and learn how they pulled themselves out to achieve great things. You'll learn what makes them tick and they'll share their valuable life lessons to help you to get the most out of your life. We discuss various topics from health and fitness, motherhood, mental health, body image, business and more. It's a bit serious but it's also a lot of fun too. I'm Kate Ivey, your host, and today I'm talking to self-love and body confidence advocate, Jenity Sharp. Jenity is also a domestic violence survivor and through her Instagram page has now helped 92 women to leave abusive relationships. Super inspiring. Jenity shares her gut-wrenching yet aspirational story. This is a great listen. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, so nice to see you in person, kind of, in person. I know, kind of, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that seems the way the world is now, though. Exactly, it's so um, so normal, isn't it? And you feel like you know people, whether you've met them or not, just as long as you've seen them or chatted to them on Social online. media. Yeah, or social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so thanks so much for um, chatting to me tonight. No, um, that's all right. Yeah, so I first came across you when I watched Heartbreak. It was Heartbreak Island, wasn't it? Heartbreak. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yes. And it's the only yeah. time I've ever watched um, anything like that. And then I've followed you since. And it's so inspiring and it's so amazing for people to see your, you advocate so well for body confidence, body um, self-love, mental oh, health. Thanks. And it, yeah, yeah, it really is wonderful. So I wanted to have a chat to you about that today. Um, mm-hmm. and wondered whether you'd be happy to share your journey from, you know, what got you to this point that you're at now, because um, I know that it hasn't been smooth smooth sailing. Yeah. And you've yeah. learned a lot through a lot of different experiences. So, yeah, yeah are you happy absolutely. to share, share that Yeah, time? totally. I love telling my story and sharing my story and helping other people through it as well, yeah. which is what I'm all about. So, yeah, definitely. Awesome. So where would you say it all sort of started? Um, well, at the beginning, I was in an abusive relationship for three and a half years. Yeah. So I entered into a relationship with a guy who was a lot older than me. Um, and he had a daughter. And to me, I was in my early 20s and thought that it was definitely the best thing for me to be in, be in this relationship and everything like that. And it turned out there were, as I look back now, there were a lot of red flags. So how much, um, sorry, how much older was he than you? He was eight years older than me. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I was 22, 23, 22, turning 23, and yeah, he was eight years older. Yeah. Um, and I was with him for about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a long relationship, and for the first, I would say, year, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I thought was good, but now I look back, lots of red flags and really toxic. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it turned into being abusive and incredibly controlling. So, what um, do you can you define abusive for us? Um, it kind of started off telling me that I was fat 
and things like I would I'd do the gardens and I'd be wearing do you remember those like CCC shorts that we used to have back in the day that were like two different colors like I'd be wearing them in the gardens because that's what you wear when you're doing the yeah. garden yeah um and he would come outside and say oh yeah like don't you ever wear anything like that in front of me again you know you look so fat you look so disgusting Oh my and then I kind of got that in my head I was like oh god I'm so fat I'm so disgusting and then it started off with you know things like I'm stupid I'm not smart I don't know things I don't know this I don't know that and it really put a whole lot of self-doubt oh, in, in my head and so it started off like that for the first year and then when it moved into the abusive stuff, it was um, physical. So it was lots of like strangling, hitting, punching. Oh it goodness. was yeah, pretty bad. But and I do think you think in some ways that year of the put downs, um, it's almost like the, I don't, I haven't researched domestic violence, so I don't know, but it seems to me, is that almost like laying the foundations to then make you feel like you deserve yeah the more harsher abuse yeah because you think like this isn't great you know it's not mm. nice what you're in but who would want you anyway because mm. you're all these things yeah so it's kind of like they put that it's a very narcissistic behavior um they put though all that stuff in your head so you believe this is what you deserve mm. and then when that starts happening to you why would you go anywhere else because at least you're in a relationship and at least somebody wants mm. you um and so, yeah, he definitely laid the pathway to what it turned into. And then it became a really incredible thing to actually try get out of, you know, like it was really hard to be able to try leave. Um, so, yeah, were because, you scared for your life sometimes? So Oh, absolutely. There were points where I would lay on the ground and he'd be kicking me and I would be holding my head, just trying to protect my head from him kicking me, oh thinking this is it, you know, like this is how I go. And oh, man. it makes me really sad to know that, you know, I stayed in that relationship for so long. Um, but I'm so glad that when I hit the breaking point and I decided to leave, that I walked out that door and never looked back. Yeah, but almost the hardest thing for me has been the journey after mm -hmm. because that was really horrible what I was in but trying to find myself again has actually been a really really long road um to yeah to finding myself and bettering myself again yeah. um, so how many how long has it been since you walked out on that relationship it's been four years now yeah so that's um, not that long so, you know it is no, yeah yeah but it's not still, at the same time yeah yeah so still like fresh um, so when you were I, on um heartbreak island it must have been pretty fresh then that you'd walked off yeah it'd been it'd been two months oh, <laughs> since I left goodness him. yeah and then so, that was not it didn't look like that much fun to be honest no so that was I think I left and I was like, I'm going to buy a house. Like I'd saved all this money. I was like, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to go on this TV show. I'm going to be, you know, like I had yeah. all these great aspirations for myself, but I didn't really realize what was going on behind closed doors or like in my head. So I didn't yeah. really realize I was struggling from mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and so then going on the TV show and I was on there for about five weeks on an island in Fiji yeah. with a whole lot of strangers and it was really catty it was really nasty mm. 
and it was really isolating and I'd felt isolated for so long yeah and then I felt it all over again um so it was probably not the best thing for me to do for myself yeah but again I'm really glad I did it because it learned so helped. much yeah it helped it gave me a bit of a platform and it meant that I can be where I am today as well awesome and so and, talk me through the process of um coming out of a relationship where you feel like you're worthless to getting to where you are now where you are helping other women to see their worth yeah I think well when I left my ex I, I had I knew something was wrong with me I've always been a 12 10 12 my whole life um and when I was in a relationship with him I was a size six so I was just skin and bone Mm-hmm. and that was a lot of like him controlling what I ate as well and how much I ate so there was a huge thing around my weight mm-hmm. so when I left him I even being a size six looked at myself in the mirror and thought that I was overweight and I wasn't good enough you know so I had such a stigma around eating so I just wouldn't eat um, and I exercised all the time and I was anxious about everything and so when I left him, I was still I still carried on that same routine of doing those same things because mm-hmm. I felt like yeah that was a routine for me, mm-hmm. um, and yeah leaving him and then coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't with him anymore I was on my own, and then I remember the day I was talking to my best friend and she said to me you know you were in an abusive relationship Jen. And I was like, no, I wasn't. Like, I still hadn't quite come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how. Like, it's such a weird thing. It's the same thing. You always think, you know, why doesn't she leave? But you're just so trapped. And so me and my best friend did a quiz that you can do on the Women's Refuge website. And it came back that I was 100% in an abusive relationship. And then after doing that quiz, everything kind of changed for me. It made me realize that I had been really badly treated and that I wasn't healthy and I found myself wanting to party it up and be with my friends and kind of went into a really dark hole of drinking heaps of alcohol going out on a Friday and a Saturday night and trying to kind of forget it and sort of rewrite your thoughts with fun mask it yeah. yeah so as long as my pictures looked fun and I looked happy and I'd was going on the show and everything like that then my life was great yeah and then I there's probably an was... element sorry of trying to convince yourself that everything's fine too you're not just trying to convince other people ultimately no, you're yeah. convincing yourself aren't you absolutely and I found when I was drinking I was becoming a person that I didn't like as well and I was saying nasty things I was like really pushing my friends away I was pushing away people that loved me yeah and I was like, something's not right here. Something needs to change. And I met my partner, who's been, I've been with for three and a bit years now. And so that was all pretty soon as well. So I wasn't mm. really ready for a relationship. And I pushed him away as well. He definitely went through the ringer at the start of things. And he sat down with me and he was like, you really need to work on yourself. You know, mm. we're not going to work unless you work on yourself. And that's when I started seeing a counsellor 
and I went to the doctors and I started taking citalopram for my anxiety and I started working out but not in a way to lose weight yeah but just in a way to release you know like have good endorphins mm-hmm. be happy and make it like a thing like go with my friends exercise with them mm-hmm. and I joined F45 which I love yeah and really started peeling back the layers and going back to what makes me happy and just even simple things you know like drinking heaps of water each day yeah making sure that like i do like meditating as well so like meditating and watching what I drink so back then I used to drink wine now I don't touch the stuff Mm -hmm. because it's just not good for me so like even if I do drink it's really low standard drinks as well so I've changed from this party girl and this party lifestyle to really trying to do everything healthy yeah because I believe you can't you can't just go to the doctors and take telegram and hope everything's going to be better or you can't just go to the gym. You've got to do a whole lot of elements to better yourself. Yeah. And once I started really focusing on those things, I really started to love myself again and really started to be proud of myself. Yeah. And I saw the change, you know. And the moment you start seeing the change, that's when you really start to love yourself again. And yeah. it's it's such a crazy, crazy feeling. Yeah. But it's yeah the best feeling ever once it starts to happen yeah and it's amazing um yeah by doing things that show that you care about yourself how they do rewrite you know they change your lens that you look through and you do see yourself in a positive light Um, absolutely yeah i notice that a lot with myself and even just little details of things if i know i'm looking after myself like I expect and and is in line with my values, then I look at myself positively. But if I know I'm not looking after myself, then I, I don't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no one else would see any different. But you know, in your heart. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's like when you go order like a combo from McDonald's and then you eat it, and afterwards you just feel really gross, and you're like, yeah. why? Why did I do that? And like, obviously, it's so fine to do that. And I have my binge days where I'll binge out on pizza or something mm. like that I live in Monaco now so we don't have any McDonald's or cash yeah. it's really sad <laughs> um but if I as long as I'm putting in and doing these five things for myself mm-hmm. each day and it can be as little as making the bed or drinking water I've achieved something yeah and I can look at myself in the mirror before I go to work and go hey look you've already achieved all this before you've gone to work yeah. look at you you're great yeah also so I, w- I was gonna say do you um do you talk to yourself in the mirror and stuff like that? So more, actually, my question would be better phrased. You know, we all have some days where we battle. So mm. what do you do? Well, do you have those days where you sometimes look or see yourself as in a, in a negative lens? And if you do, what do you do to turn it around? What work do you have to put in to keep this positive mindset? Yeah, absolutely. And like, I get messages like this all the time. Everyone's like, you're so positive. I wish I could be like you. And I'm always going to say that like, yeah, like I am 90% of the time I have self-love for myself and yeah. I am this, but I'm only human. You know, this is 10% of the time where I have down days and I'll change my outfit a hundred times <laughs> before I go out. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm only human, but I have found that talking to myself in the mirror has been like super helpful mm. and I love Beyonce 
but I always put on like girl power music yeah, if I'm yeah. getting ready or something or in the morning if I'm walking around the house doing something I find happy music so like if I do any reels and stuff on my um, Instagram it's always like really powerful girl power mm-hmm. um, music because I love listening to that like I just belt it out and then I'm like, you are awesome. Like, you are so great. Yeah. Like, why? It's okay that, but it's okay that you feel like that. It's yeah. totally normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always just give myself a little pep talk in the mirror and do a wee dance and then walk out the door and just try to be really positive. And I find as well, what's been really great for me is podcasts, yeah. um, listening to inspirational people. Um, on my way to work and on my way home if I'm taking the dog for a walk because that always inspires me like I I end that podcast and I'm like wow like she was so inspiring how cool yeah and then I changed my whole mindset so awesome. I, as long as you're letting positive things in yeah you can only let positive out mm-hmm. as well which is what I kind of find I need to um maybe cut the murder podcast a wee bit <laughs> oh me too <laughs> <laughs> They're good though. Eh? Oh man, same. And now I'm um listening to Real Narcos. That's good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, oh, I love podcasts. Yeah, same. Oh, I get so much cleaning done when I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm not very good at cleaning, so they're like game changing for me. Once <laughs> <laughs> you get stuck into it. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a quite a cool one the other day, and it was an American one, and it was called I Way. Oh yes, I've listened. Heard of it? Yes, isn't yeah. that um, isn't she English? Oh, she, yes, yeah, she's English. No, yeah, she is English. Yeah, I think I've listened to maybe some Americans um, on Jamie. Um, Jamie, she might not be English. I mean, she might live in the states. I don't know. Jamie something is her name. Jamil. Jamil. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. she's she's fabulous. So eh? she's a very yeah. strong advocate for um, body inclusivity and body confidence and self love and health. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's I amazing. found her super inspiring and yeah. loved listening to her her podcast as well. Yeah. She's always been a good listen. Yeah, I listened to one where she had that doctor. Did you listen to one? She had a doctor on the show who used to be. They were they were talking about how doctors are um, sort of one eyed with um, BMI and scales and stuff, and yeah. how they um, someone will walk in and they will doctors will automatically um, stereotype people based on their weight. Yeah. And they yeah. can sometimes, um, people living in bigger bodies can miss out on getting the right treatments. The right treatment that they need. Yeah. And the that's right advice. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that stuff blows my mind. Yeah. Even just recently, I went to the doctors and they did a BMI and then it came back that I was overweight as well. Mm. And I left just feeling so yeah. negative about myself because I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been doing so well. I feel really fit. I feel really great. And my partner said to me, he's like, if you feel great, then what exactly. the hell? Like nothing else matters. And I was like, that's so true. Yeah. If I'm happy, then why am I letting some figure exactly. from way back in the day? I know. It's um, actually scary how um, I think there needs to be training done for a lot of doctors on that, on the, on the impact way. Yeah, absolutely. Women especially, but I'm sure it's with men as well at their checkups what an impact mm. it can have. I mean, surely yeah. you can ask some questions based around their lifestyle and, you know, you can look at someone and you can tell generally yeah. if 
they need to dramatically change their lifestyle for their health or not. Yeah, exactly. Without yeah. going through that process of doing the BMI. Fainting them and making exactly. them feel terrible about themselves. Yeah. 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 yeah it's tough. No, it's crazy. Hmm. In season one of our podcast, I spoke to um, Sophie Dillman from Home, Home and Away. She's an identity yes. ambassador about body inclusivity and are we there yet? And it was, yeah, really interesting some of the things she had to say. So I just wanted to know your take. So in terms of body inclusivity, you know, as a society, where do you think we're at? I still think we have such a long way to come. And like, I grew up in the 90s and... I'm 30 next month, which is very exciting. exciting. <laughs> but mm. I grew up, you know, with the Dolly magazine and all those yep. magazines. Girlfriend magazine, was it? Girlfriend, that's yeah. it. I was trying to think what it was, yeah. yeah. And Dolly was one too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up with them. And you never saw anyone that had a body like mine. Yeah. You know, the only time you would see those bodies was when – Britney Spears was sitting down eating lunch you know and they were yeah. like look at Britney Spears she's really let herself get away yeah oh, sorry so just there. just for anyone listening how would you describe your body so people can just get a a vision I would say like I'm, I'm curvy and I love the fact that I'm curvy um I've got big boobs big hips and yeah super curvy and just that's just how I really describe myself yeah voluptuous how, yeah it's <laughs> It's how, how you're, you know, how you're born, how your body's meant to be yeah. because you're, you're looking after it. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, you just never grew up seeing a curvy body. You yeah. never grew up seeing hips or boobs or just anything. And so when I had my teenage years, I hated my body. Like I just looked at all the girls that had – um were wearing size eights and I just thought oh my gosh look at me I'm so huge I'm so fat and I hate that word I hate using the word fat but that it's what you think at the time isn't it yeah Yeah. it's what's running through your head Mm. um and I wanted to be the change as when I got onto Instagram which would be yeah four years ago now Instagram wasn't as big as what it is now you know it's really Mm. grown in the last probably three years I would say and and leaving my abusive relationship and all these things, I was like, I wish I followed a curvy girl that, you know, spoke about mental health mm. and spoke about this. I wish I followed a girl that went through domestic violence. So I knew those red flags from the beginning. So I didn't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you be that girl? Yeah. You know, like, That's so cool. you're being so silly. You're sitting here saying, I want to see this on my feed. I want to not feel alone, but why don't you be that person? And, you let people reach out to you who also feel the same way. And so then when I started to speak about it, that's when my followers started to grow, you know? And so many people were like, wow, like this is so amazing to see. And it's become more and more common now. You know, there's so many of Mm. us curvy girls or people that have experienced domestic violence or experienced or going through mental health speaking out now. And it's amazing. And it's, it's so cool. Like there's this whole whenever I put up a poll or anything, I'm like, do you experience mental health? You have about 12, 13,000 people click yes, you know, yeah. and maybe 12 people click no. Yeah. And you realize that you're so not alone out there. There's so many people going through it. So we've definitely gone, like got a long, long way to go, but we've improved so much. Yeah. And that's um, 
a great thing about social media obviously mm. there's heaps of bad things as well but that it can be put out there and you can see real bodies and real people yeah and without all the pretty filters yeah um but then I still get comments on the daily whenever I post something to do with my body I had a man that I think I was posting the other day about my curves and a man said to me oh you need to work on your stomach muscles oh, <laughs> gosh. I was like excuse me what gives you the right to tell me what to do with my body and exactly and I bet he doesn't have stomach muscles anyway no <laughs> <laughs> And, and you just you just get that thing and it, it throws you back that little bit further and it really it doesn't offend me anymore I think poor you what have you gone through to yeah, go on someone's page and yeah and it's the awful and thing they're, they're not in a good place so no like not at all but this idea as a whole is is definitely changing yeah which is great I almost feel like though at the same time the body inclusivity movement is growing massively it's also all the plastic surgery and all the the other side of things is also growing at the same time but I guess that's when it comes down to people being really selective about who they follow and what they absorb yeah absolutely yeah and I'm seeing like lots of um big influencers and influencers that I follow a lot of them are getting like a lot of them have had um plastic surgery and had breast implants and I see so many influencers now getting their breasts removed yes I've noticed that as well it's quite cool to see isn't it like it's quite powerful in that um often the reason that they got it was because of body insecurities to begin with Mm -hmm. yeah and then they've grown in their own journey of self-love and body confidence and realize that they they no longer need these things yeah they want to be themselves yeah yeah which has been amazing to see and I have mm. so much respect for them for you know they put all this money into it and, and they've, they've been happy with them for so long and now they're like actually no this isn't me anymore mm. and I don't want this and I'm like that's really cool that's a that way you can totally see the, the whole journey changing. the process yeah and the journey because yeah. everyone sort of goes through a bit of a journey with it don't they you can yeah see how they've evolved it's really cool so what about you know, I'm sure you get a lot of messages on Instagram from people who um, may be going through domestic violence. How do you deal with that? Because that must take a bit of a toll. And like if someone's screaming out for help and you can't actually help them, do you send them in the right direction of help? Or how do you get around that? Yeah, it's been that's been a really interesting journey for me because at the beginning, I really wanted to help every single person that messaged me about it. and it was actually affecting me. I was really taking all of their troubles on my shoulders. And my partner, who's he's so great to talk to about things, was just like, you can't, you can't help everyone. And I was like, but I want to. And he's like, I know you do, but you're also you you're not looking after yourself in the process. Um so at the beginning I was definitely like I was getting so involved. I was like, do you need me to call you? Do you need me to do this? And now I've kind of got these websites that I go to, these people that I go to. Um, this really lovely lady who follows me, she's a family violence lawyer as well. And she has kind of paired up with me. So she'll give them free advice. Oh, wow. As well. So I pass her details on to them, which is so cool. And then they can contact her. Oh, how and, amazing. Yeah. And she was just a follower. So that was just yeah. so amazing. And that's really and, making a difference, I reckon. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, that's fantastic. It's giving them 
these tools you know you're saying go to the, sometimes they're like I don't know if I am so I direct them to the website and I'm like this is how I found out yeah and then I will give them as well this lawyer's number they can contact her and then I've got a friend who is a police officer as well so I talk to her about sometimes like the best steps to put her in touch with the police and like what the police can do and so I know that I'm giving the right advice when it comes to the police as well um but a lot of times you'll hear have a person reach out to you and they'll ask a really deep and meaningful and then you just will never hear back from them yeah and then six months later they'll write to you again and say look I'm sorry I went back to him and now I'm leaving again and you kind of I always kind of guide them through the process you know like don't worry like I'm here like let's talk and so I have taken a lot on my shoulders with it but mm. I've also taken a lot off my shoulders with the people that helped me yeah um and then I have like a little diary and I tick off like all the times I help people and I've helped 92 women to date so to leave me, that's, to leave to leave oh yeah, wow officially leave which is like oh I'm gonna cry <laughs> that is um, incredible yeah which is really important to me yeah yeah so on the big scale they're the 92 that have contacted me I don't know who I would have helped outside of it but I'm sure there'll just be plenty help, yeah yeah just to help make a difference oh that is so yeah. amazing so inspiring so oh, I'm so <laughs> oh no it's massive uh, it's 92 yeah. women yeah yeah I just don't want anyone to to go through what I went through and I know that that's a huge thing to ask because it's so common here in New Zealand we're one of yeah. the worst per capita in the world mm. and so it's a it's a huge ask but if we can just all like make a difference yeah. you know hopefully we can save some lives because yeah it's... so then what needs to happen to um, reduce it here do you think I read a really interesting quote the other day which was so true and it was talking about how we can make sure like our children don't enter into abusive relationships and it was saying about having a really healthy relationship with your partner your husband or who you've got your children with and making sure that you have a healthy relationship so that your child sees a healthy relationship yeah and it doesn't see a toxic one mm -hmm. so that when your child grows up it then knows what love is and knows yeah. how they should be treated yeah and then they kind of know their standards and it was saying pretty much that there's a lot of toxic relationships in New Zealand so therefore and like I'm one of those children my parents are from divorce and they didn't have a great marriage mm -hmm. so when I got into this relationship I thought that the screaming and the shouting was mm -hmm. normal yeah and now I'm in a relationship with my partner now we don't raise our voice we speak about things we're very calm and our whole approach is so different to what one of my exes was and that's not my parents fault that but they did have a really toxic relationship mm -hmm. which then rubbed off on me and yeah. then yeah kind of just like a, a cycle a cycle of abuse really mm, and that's you know a lot of those men doing the abusing often you know they're potentially abused as children and yeah all sorts of things like that isn't it yeah just it's caught just up in these cycle yeah awful cycles so um what advice do you have for anyone listening who's um thinking about leaving a domestic abusive relationship um my advice would be to definitely 
obviously leave Um, and that it's a really long hard road Mm -hmm. but to not be discouraged by it because you will see the light at the end and you will you know you'll get exactly what you deserve like you deserve to be loved you're you're worthy you're important you are beautiful you're all these things and you don't deserve to be treated like that and it's just kind of seeing your self-worth and yeah the moment I left my ex to comparing it to my relationship now it just just feels like worlds apart and I feel so worthy and I think that's just probably the most important thing Mm -hmm. really I don't know really how else to say it you just Yeah. yeah but I think the amazing thing is it's not that you've met the part your partner that's made you feel worthy like he does make you feel worthy but it's the work you've done on yourself yeah Absolutely. And and me and my partner started off rocky as well because I was struggling with all of these um, inner demons that I was dealing with, with my mental health. When I left, I had PTSD, I had severe anxiety and I had depression as well. And then, and then to top it off, then I was diagnosed with OCD. So yeah. Did that come from the relationship or did you have it before? No, yeah, it came from the relationship. So what my counsellor kind of said to me, so I was like, how have I now walked out? I walked into that relationship and I thought I was pretty happy and healthy. Mm. And now I've walked out and I've got all of these things that I'm struggling mm. with. And so the PTSD is obviously for the domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety was me walking through the door every night. You know, I didn't know if I was going to walk in and be hit or mm. something thrown at me. Or I didn't know if I was going to walk through the door and have the best partner ever. Yeah, so, so that's the hard it, thing, isn't it? It's the unpredictability yeah. of it. And yeah. would, would you sometimes um, talk, you know, if he was being really nice, would you talk yourself into it? Like, see, don't be silly. He's he's yeah. really nice. Yeah, definitely. I hope he has got some help. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, I know that he had to do quite a bit of community service, but that was all he got. So the laws changed um, from back then. Quite a few times the neighbours actually called the police because they could hear me screaming. So oh. it was pretty bad. But when the police would show up at the door, like I remember one time vividly, he was like hiding to the side of the door and the police were at the door and they said, oh, we heard you screaming. And I was like, oh, I was just playing hide and go seek with my And he's right there hiding. Yeah. And so it was, and the police were like looking at me. They wanted, they knew that they they knew I was lying. I had a big egg on my head and it was gut-wrenching, but I couldn't say anything because he was right there and but the laws have now changed so the police can actually if they believe that there's like domestic abuse going on in the household the police can press charges so a lot of the time for you to do it yeah yeah because a lot of time we're too scared um Mm. women that are in that situation you're too scared to press charges yeah and you don't want to say that you know to anger the other person so Mm. now the police can actually do it themselves um which is amazing. That's only just happened, I think, last year. So yeah. that's going to change a hell of a lot, oh, yeah. I reckon. Because, I mean, you standing there, I'm sure they would have been able to tell that something wasn't right. And for them to have no um, legal right to come in, but yet seeing it mm. like that, that must have been hard for them. Yeah, it was the last time, the time I left, and this lovely woman police officer was in my house. I'd called them because he'd abused me and my best friend was there and I was trying to pack all my stuff to leave. He came home 
And so she called the police actually. And this woman police officer turned up and I lived in a really nice area in Christchurch. And I said to her, I'm so embarrassed. And she said, why are you embarrassed? I said, oh, you know, like we just live in a really nice home and stuff like that doesn't happen here. Mm. And she said, I'm called to this area more often than I'm called to other areas. And that really hit home for me is that it's happening everywhere. You know, it's happening in every suburb and every home. There is no discrimination about it. Like, you know, they are being called out all the time. And I was like, wow, okay. That's really like, that hits home and that's really scary to hear and she spoke to me for a long time and she was like it's not going to get better it's the cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. and it is because you've got high highs and low lows and it just you know he would hurt me then the next day he'd bring me the biggest bouquet of flowers you've ever seen and then I'd put that on my Instagram you know and everyone thought oh my gosh he's buying her these beautiful flowers yeah and then he'd take me out for this nice lunch and then we'd go to the beach and and then it would be low again, you know, then he would hit me because I've said something or done something or not worn the right item of clothing. And then the flowers come again. So it's just such a, a such a, it just really plays with your emotions. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. So much. And I also think like that person doing that, I'm not defending them for a second, but that person doing that is also going through serious mental health issues as well. Oh, yeah, you, absolutely. you can't feel good about yourself doing those things no and and that's them struggling with with their issues and they're taking a lot of their issues and their hurt out on you Mm. and you know like I'm sure I'm sure there's been quite a few like celebrities and stuff I know that have come out and said that they have had their wives and they've done things and they've had to go through a long um process of bettering themselves as well because they're Mm. also going through mental health and they're rewriting sort of what they've learned as a child that's sort of programmed Mm. into them like you're saying what they've learned how how relationships should be so they're just reliving what they witnessed as well yeah exactly it's a tragic cycle it Um, is it definitely is so back to like the body inclusivity stuff what would you um self-love what advice would you have for someone who's just feeling insecure about their body like heading into summer because you know there'd be lots of people feeling like that at the moment yeah I remember when I was younger as well or even recently you know I on Heartbreak Island we spent the majority of our time wearing bikinis and togs because we were in Fiji Mm. and when the show aired the amount of abuse I got was just mind-blowing I couldn't even leave my house um goodness people would say if I saw you on the street I'd punch you you're so fat I would put you in a deep fryer which was one that really stuck with me yeah and it was That's just horrific. Um, I couldn't believe it and then I was at the gym one day not what you need when you just come out of an abusive relationship either two months later anyway, no exactly going. yeah I really didn't help myself by going on that show <laughs> but, but you thought you were doing something and you know you were thought you were going to better yeah. yourself and you were taking action to be independent and all these type of things so it's amazing that you did it but yeah in hindsight yeah, not great yeah. for my mental health. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I wasn't aware that New Zealand would react like that. No. People. That wasn't their ideal body to see on a TV screen. Yeah. And that was mind-blowing. And the yeah, the fat comments that you're overweight, you're disgusting, you're a catfish. Like they just they just would fly in. My friends would hold my phone to with from me, sorry, when the show was airing because 
my friends would be like, no, you're not going to say that message. You're not going to say that message. And I was like, gosh, like how many terrible messages am I getting? Like, what And did happening? you leave the show feeling positive? Like you're like, that was a bit catty, but it was fun. Like you look yeah. forward to it airing and stuff. Absolutely. I was really excited. The first episode was just horrible what they said about my looks. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that. It was yeah. the catfish stuff. and yeah. yeah. My whole family and all my best friends, we were all sitting to watch it. Yeah. And everyone was just. Did you know that outside. it happened? No, not at all. So I was just completely blindsided by it. Oh, and that cuts deep. Yeah, and it really struggled. I really, really, really struggled with my my body after that, which mm. I was already struggling with. Mm. And my mindset has totally changed um, around that because I'm like, how many things am I missing out on mm. because I don't want to wear that bikini? Yeah, you know how many things am I missing out on because all my friends are going out in the boat or doing a river float or laying by the lake. Mm -hmm. And I have never looked at someone else and gone, oh, yeah, she should be wearing bikini. Yeah, I've I've never in my life felt that I about anyone, nor have I said it. So just because I feel that about myself, other people aren't even looking at me. They're out Mm. enjoying themselves and they're having fun as well. Yeah, they're either and, out having fun or they're worried about what the, what they're looking like. Hmm. They haven't got to that. And if they say something about me, if they feel like my body isn't worthy, like then they're a shitty person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like and I just live by that because I'm happy. I'm enjoying myself. And I wore a bikini the other day from Amen, and it's really cute. It sits so nicely, hmm. and I wore it, and that was the one where the guy told me I need to work on my stomach muscles hmm. when I was wearing it. And so many curvy girls messaged me. They were like, I've just bought it. Oh, oh my gosh, so it's cool. arrived. Yeah. And they were sending me pictures. They're like, oh my gosh, I actually feel amazing. I'm like, you look amazing. You look happy. That's so cool. And so it's cool to be able to help people in that way as well. Yeah. You know, dress dress curvy and then, then they can see how it looks on me as well. But yeah, you've just got to not worry about what other people think and just enjoy your life. We don't, we're not here for a long time. Exactly. I got a really cool message from a Dedicate member the other day saying since she's joined Dedicate and been surrounded by our our positivity and also because she's been prioritising herself, she yeah. um, loves the beach now. She said her whole life she has hated the <sighs> beach. It's given her an anxiety and she couldn't describe it, but she would just get anxious. Anyone mention the word beach and take the kids to the beach and she'd just be sort of sitting up the top just wanting to leave. And then now yeah. she said it's her absolute oh. favourite place. I love so, that. It's yeah, so it's really great. Cool. I love that. So I've just got a few fun questions to finish off. Yes. Um, so we can actually have a bit of fun as well. So they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just quick fire. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lake or beach? Uh, lake controversial that one isn't it but how good is well, I love by the lake now so yeah I do too <laughs> and it's so nice not having to worry about salt you don't get like yes. itchy creases yeah. and stuff <laughs> I'm definitely a lake girl now <laughs> yeah and there's not so much sand everywhere because yeah, yeah. it's, and it's a lot not cleaner hot on your feet yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not bringing the sand home with you yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely a lake girl yeah so it's not as tiring either like the beach is really tiring yeah I'm not I'm not a fan of waves yeah Either. yeah so laying by the lake where it's like nice yeah this it's my vibe yeah, I love it um Wanaka or Queenstown oh definitely Wanaka 
Bikini or one piece? Bikini. Weights or hit? Oh, hit. Champagne or cocktail? I know what the answer to that one is now. Yes, cocktails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite cocktail? Um, I love a dark and stormy, actually. Ooh. Or, or Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Marys. Yeah, I love Bloody Marys. Um, some friends of mine were drinking dark and stormy the other days with um, um, the alcoholic ginger beer. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, was it nice? Yeah. You, you didn't have any. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a sip. It was really good, but probably not the best if you're trying to cut back. Cut back on alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the big question, when you're wearing tights, underwear underneath or free the foo-foos, what everyone's... Uh, absolutely free the fofo yeah. good good everyone <laughs> yeah. more people than I thought seemed to be on my in my camp for that one. Oh, really yeah well I don't yeah I don't want people to see like my underwear line no you know mm. so yeah I just and it's just you just need to air it you know yeah. it just needs to get, enjoy yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it um blazer or leather jacket oh leather jacket super yeah. salad Salad. No. Oh, that's a hard one. Mm. So it depends, depends on the day. I know, but you've got yeah. to choose one. Oh, salad. Okay. okay. Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what a Caesar salad soup would taste like. Oh, not great. Not with the anchovies, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> spag bowl or macaroni cheese? Oh, spag bowl. Yum. Yeah, that's one of my faves. Same. So good. Yeah. Drive. Or be the passenger? Drive. I love driving. It's probably my control issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you can, you know, use it to your advantage. Yeah. Pee in the shower, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had anyone say no to that yet. It's convenient, you know? Yeah. And as I've said to the others, it's not that we go to the shower to pee no it's just no. occasionally it just it's easy yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do, we're all here for convenience <laughs> yeah do you wear makeup when you exercise yes or no 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 wash the dishes or dry them wash them and silly one to finish six in the morning or night morning definitely <laughs> I'm always too busy watching Instagram or TikTok or Netflix or something like that at night. I'm like, leave me alone, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes the morning it's like, oh no, I've got stuff to do. So yeah, to... just don't touch me, okay? Just go away. <laughs> yeah. In a week, we've already done it this week, so can you just yeah. wait till next week? I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, thank funny. you so much. Them. Yeah, good. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me. It's so amazing to hear your story and how you've turned your life around and helping others is um, so, I keep saying inspiring, but it's just my lack of good English. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ad admirable. Um, oh, thank and you. 92, minimum of 92 people out there that you have basically rescued from domestic violence relationships. Um, yes. Yeah, something you should be so proud of. And oh, thank you so much. And that's out of the kindness of your heart and your own time. Oh, what do you do for a job, actually? What do you do? Um, I work full time for a construction company doing oh, cool. health and safety. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'm a qualified health and safety coordinator. Great. Have you cool. ever thought about being a like a counselor or? I would love to, but the funny thing about my job actually is, is that 
I actually do that same thing. I help the guys. I make sure they're safe. I make sure they go home to their families. Oh, that's so and nice. And then always out there checking on them, talking to them. We're our company's massive advocate for mental health as well. Right. Which is really cool for all our construction working boys because men are the worst for mental health, you know, mm. and we lose so many men in the construction sector. So I'm kind of doing my own little part that's so cool as well you basically cool. kind of can't help help yourself that's just you now you help people yeah. so whatever job you're in people. you're going to be helping people yeah yeah you're exactly. amazing thank you so much thank, thank you so much thank you so much, thank you so so much for your time yeah it's so no, cool absolutely yeah we'll have to catch up when i'm back in christchurch thank you all so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and are inspired to continue to work on your self-love and body confidence To those suffering in relationships, please get help. You'll find out how in our show notes. Please subscribe to our podcast so you get notifications when our episodes launch on Sundays. And of course, let your friends know about us too. Thanks so much, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll also enjoy from season two, Amy Allport, nutritionists aren't immune to eating disorders either. And from season one, Sophie Dillman, Body Inclusivity, Are We There Yet? And also in season one, Anna McDermott from Anorexia to Motivating Thousands. Dedicate is the online health and fitness community and app for busy women. If you're a Dedicate member already, thank you so much for your support. We absolutely love having you a part of our amazing positive community. If you're not yet, not to worry, you can trial free at kateivyfitness.com. Get fit, feel great, come build a long-term, healthy, sustainable lifestyle with us.